1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Read My Lips here on the Voice America Variety Channel. So happy to be here. We moved here a couple of weeks ago when we love our new home. This is Cool Conversations with Creatives. I might have to change the name to Hot Conversations with Creatives. Not only is it very warm here in Durham, North Carolina, but I have such passionate people. I think they're cool and they're hot at the same time. Let me tell you a little bit about my two very, very special guests today, and then we'll do our usual shout outs and famous birthdays. And I have some really interesting holidays. Today is June 29th. So let me tell you who I've got. First up in just a moment, it will be my pleasure to introduce you to Christian de la Huerta, H-U-E-R-T-A. I've been practicing how to pronounce it correctly. And we're here on Zoom and he's smiling at me, I guess. Thumbs up, Christian. He's an award-winning author at TEDx speaker, very popular speaker, personal transformation coach, and a retreat facilitator. That's why he's here. I've never met anybody who designs retreats for groups, for individuals around the world. He says that his retreats are inspiring, they're transformative, and they're life-changing. They're for groups and individuals, and he has picked sites that are combining the natural beauty with spiritual significance of places around the world. How about Peru? How about lava flows into the ocean in Hawaii? How about southern France? Well, why not anytime? How about ancient underground caves and even whale watching? I think we're going to all sign up for a retreat with Christian. And also joining us today is a lady who designs beautiful, inspirational diaries and journals. Her name is Eileen Forrestal. F-O-R-R-E-S-T-A-L. She's got so many professional letters after her name, I get lost in the alphabet soup. She's a very, very accomplished lady, and she'll tell us what they all mean. But she's a retired consultant and anesthetist. She's an author and co-founder of a company called Get Up and Go Publications Limited. And seeing what she does, I want to get up and go and think differently about my life. She creates and distributes award-winning Get Up and Go Diaries and Journals. 400,000 copies have been sold around the world, and I asked Eileen how she got that many fans and customers, and she said she has no idea. We think it's the age of social media. There you go. Eileen says after 20 years of putting people to sleep, she's now waking people up without the drugs. She is a world traveler similar to Christian, and we'll find out where her travels have taken her. So we're going to talk today to these two wonderful people about where creativity has led them around the world, and I'm calling this seeking creative inspiration wherever it takes you, the wanderlust, the the goals, the passion, the dreams, wherever you want to go. I'm so happy to meet both of them. By the way, I met them both at the National Publicity Summit, which used to be in New York, and now because of you know what, it's virtual. So I got to meet about 80 people in five hours on Zoom, and Christian and Eileen were two of the wonderful people I was so impressed by that i invited them here on the show and i just got the news both of you that the next summit will be virtual as well and they've already given me a date it will be at the end of september coincidentally for those of you like me who are jewish just in between the high holidays it just fits right on that weekend in between and i'm already signed up to be on for another saturday virtual summit meeting more interesting people not more interesting people more people who are interesting got to be real careful with language here so let me tell you what happened today in history. First of all, June 29th, it is the 180th day of the Gregorian calendar. And in leap years, that's the 181st day and we're in the leap year. So there, that means everybody listen up. 185 days left till the end of 2020. This is a year we want to go away faster. We want to start 2021 better, healthier, safer, more congenially. All I can say is all of those good words. And so I'm telling you, the minute your local liquor store opens up, you be the first one to go to the shelf where you're famous something bubbly or not and go buy it and stock it up because there's going to be a run on all kinds of good, interesting alcohol for new year's eve because we're going to be so glad to get there i have some famous birthdays today listen up only one of them has passed away i try to make it only live people but i couldn't help this in 1943 little eva was born american singer do the locomotion with me i grew up in that era i'm not going to tell you what it was but i think lovely lanky laura legs our most loyal listener hello laura she knows the locomotion gary Busey, the actor lethal weapon point break the buddy holly story born in 44 Happy birthday, Gary Busey. Fred Grandy. Anybody remember Love Boat on TV? He played Gopher on Love Love Boat. I remember him. Uh, We have Sharon Lawrence, very beautiful actress, singer, dancer. She was born in 61. Happy birthday, Sharon. Melora Hardin, an actress and singer. She played the ghost of Monk's deceased wife, Trudy, on the Monk series. I love that. And she, like me, went to Sarah Lawrence College in New York, so there. And the last birthday we'll celebrate is Brian Darcy James, American actor and musician. He played the husband of Deborah Messing's character on the NBC musical series Smash, which I devoured. I love the series. A couple of famous people passed away today. I don't usually do this, but there's so many. I wanted to mention them. Bob Crane from Hogan's Heroes, Irving Wallace, American author and screenwriter, Lana Turner. Turner remember the sweater girl, Lana Turner? Christian, do you remember her? And Eileen, maybe? Very famous movie star. Uh, William Hickey, American actor, Rosemary Clooney, Rosie Clooney, very, very famous. And she is the, she is a relative, I think, uh, the aunt of uh, George Clooney. She was his, she was his father's sister. And Catherine Hepburn, who doesn't know the wonderful and iconic Catherine Hepburn. And she passed away on this day in 2003. Famous holidays, I promise you some doozies. Here we are, camera day, it's hug holiday somewhere. It's National Almond butter Crunch Day. Christian, did you bring an almond butter crunch cr- bar or something or a pudding to the show? Please take my children to work day, okay? And today is Waffle Iron Day, and I have been combing Amazon for a new waffle iron, and the reviews are so bad I'm not spending the money. Today, in 1956, Marilyn Monroe got married for the third time to playwright Arthur Miller. There's the history of this day in history. So let's get started. Christian de la Huerta, so happy to have you here. I read a little tiny bit of your bio, but there's so much more to you. So please tell us your background, Christian, and bienvenue. Welcome. How are you today?
2: I'm so happy to be here with you, Red. Thanks so much for having me. Pleasure. And what an auspicious day. Who knew all that stuff? Who knew? Uh, So yeah, I'm delighted to be here. And I've been doing this kind of personal transformation work for 30 years. So like you say, I do, I do a lot of weekend retreats. I take people for week, week-long adventures through beautiful, stunning places all over the world. Uh, so it's kind of like if a retreat and a vacation got married and had a child, that's what these week-long experiences are. So we do some beautiful touristy stuff, do amazing experiences, and we do profoundly transformational work to help people create um, the kind of lives that they long for, the kind of relationships that can actually work um, to develop a deeper sense of of who they are, that sense of personal empowerment um, and a life of meaning and purpose, which is what everybody wants.
1: Christian, I'm going to ask you a very, very basic question. What is a retreat? You mentioned week long or weekend What is the purpose of a retreat? And you were talking about transformational from 30 years ago. It wasn't even a buzzword 30 years ago. I don't even know what it was called. And I'm, I'm smiling because we know the buzzes and what we call things every day today. We didn't have... Personal coaches and transformational coaches. And we didn't have all kinds of words we use in business. And we didn't have social media. We didn't have cell phones, did we? I don't know. Yes, we actually did. We did. Internet was starting in the early 90s. I know that. I'm trying to remember when cell phones, we can look that up. But what is a retreat in your definition? Why would I want to go on one?
2: Well, a retreat is basically you do just that, right? You retreat from the craziness and the insanity of the busy (laughs) lives and this and the over scheduled lives that we do and all the stress and all the different things that that pull on our attention and so we create a space for ourselves to to dive within to take a deep dive within and to really get to connect or at least reconnect with ourselves and to ask ourselves the, the profound questions you know about, about the, like i was saying before but the kind of lives that we want to create and how do we how do we Create the necessary conditions in our lives so that the deeper qualities like creativity, um, like mm-hmm. you know, like authenticity, that we can actually give expression to those. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think, I, I don't. I've had a recent realization that it is impossible for 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 us to understand when we're in our twenties, maybe even our thirties, when they, when we hear when people tell us. Take advantage of life. You know, don't waste time. I don't think it's any way that we can actually get it until we, we hit a certain point. How fast it goes. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's the, the 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 benefit of 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 diving within, right? Into, and, and to, so as to not waste our time and to really grab the possibility of that our lives present us that, that can just go by so quickly.
1: It does. And I think the older we get, Christian, I hope this doesn't sound too morbid, but the older we get and we're counting the years that are left, we look back and we say, where did all the other years go? Whoosh! It went so fast. I think that's a that's a human observation. We'll talk more about retreats. We can focus a little bit on the lens of retreats through COVID when people can't go so many places yet. And we're not going to talk about safe travel and vaccines and all of that. That's not what the show is about. But we'll talk about how you design retreats for different purposes and different people. So I do want to get into that Christian welcome again. Let's turn to lovely Eileen Forrestal. And I think you're in Ireland and is it midnight there? Are we keeping you up past your bedtime, Eileen?
3: Hello, Red. Delighted to be here Uh, in a way, maybe so, but I am a bit of a night bird. So I do kind of come out at night. If you asked me to do this in the morning, you would probably get a much quieter person.
1: (laughs) We call it Night Owl over here and you call it night bird. I like that. I yeah. like that. Eileen, okay. I gave a very brief bio of your professional background in the anesthesiology field and you're the co-founder of Get Up and Go Publications. Talk to me, when did you go? That's a leap, a big leap, whether it's a leap of faith or a leap of disbelief or a leap of I want to do something else and transform my life. How did you go from being an ana- anesthetist? I know that's a word everybody stumbles over at times and into designing apps gorgeous diaries and journals. So Eileen, let's hear your story, please.
3: Okay, thank you, Red. Well, yeah, I was happily working away as an anesthetist, anesthesiologist working away here in the Northwest of Ireland, had a really nice job. But um, I actually got, I was actually doing, um, somebody asked me, I was doing some fundraising for a cycle. I was going to do. a talk about retreats. I was going for a cycle in Cambodia and uh, I wasn't the most imaginative about fundraising. And uh, so, um, I used to buy a little diary called the Irish Survivor's Diary and I was looking through my Irish Survivor's Diary thinking is there any ideas in here for fundraising and uh, I didn't actually find any idea in it but I thought this is actually a really cool diary. I wonder if the person who uh, does the diary would give me some of their fundraising, some of their Christmas sales money for fundraising. <laughs> so I um, thought that was a good idea so I went to the shop to find out where the diary came from and who actually made the diary and it turned out it was somebody who didn't live all that far away from me she was actually a South African lady uh, who had come to live in Ireland and uh was producing this diary called the Irish Survivor's Diary so when I went and knocked on her door (laughs) with my great plan to say would she give me some of the proceeds of her Christmas sales for my fundraising cycle in Cambodia she said uh she think wasn't actually going to do the diary anymore and uh I kind of got a bit sort of shocked. I thought, oh, no, this is a lovely diary. I love it. I've been using it myself, like, for the last four years. It's kind of like my survivor's diary. (laughs) It was my anaesthetist survivor's diary. And uh, she just said, then, would I be interested in going into a partnership? And I thought, oh, my goodness, I know nothing about uh, publications or publicity or business or anything like that. But I thought, well, anything, rather than let the diary go and not be in existence, I said, no, no, definitely. I'll have to actually... Yeah, sure. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll give it a go. Yeah, I'll do it. So uh, we started to do that. We we changed the name then that time because it was 2006 mm-hmm. and uh, the Celtic Tiger was roaring in Ireland. Everything, there wasn't much surviving at the time. And uh, we changed the name to the Get Up and Go diary. And we became more creative about it. I actually, I kind of wanted a little bit more flair to it, you know, put more colour in and a bit more kind of energy into the book myself and uh, have it be a little bit more about being up and going and a bit more kind of, as I say, creative and uh, so that's kind of how I got involved in it. And I did that, I'd say, maybe for about eight years while I was um, still in an anaesthetist. And then at one point I decided I'm going to have to choose between one and the other because it was really hard to do both. And I said, well, actually, I'm really, 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 really enjoying the diaries. Like, I'm really enjoying the diaries. <laughs> you know, work is one thing, but I'm really enjoying the diaries. And I think, you know what, I think I'll make the leap. I think I will just do it. I think I might be able to have more impact if I got the diaries, I might be more impact kind of in the world with what I actually was putting in the diaries, with mm-hmm. kind of my creativity, as you say, rather than what I was doing, you know, as a as a doctor with one pair of hands. So I was like kind of into the power of words and the difference that words make. So I just said, OK, that's it. I'm going to actually move from one to the other. So I just moved from one to the other and I've been. Uh, full-time with it now for the last five years and just loving it you know growing it coming out with new products and just new new ways of delivering you know getting them into digital form and for different audiences and it's just like there's no idea there's no end of ideas that I have now for it so Eileen,
1: what a lovely story. What an inspirational story. Talk about, Christian, talk about transforming her life. You knocked on somebody's door. Hey, lady, I'm interested in, would you want to come and be a partner? Okay, I'll I'll end up becoming the the person behind all of this because you were using them. What an interesting idea. Eileen, that's what I'm trying to convey to audiences on this show is you don't have to pick up a pen and try to draw. You don't have to learn to play the piano or the trumpet. You don't have to take dance lessons. There are creative ways to bring creativity, and I use it in a very loose sense, but creativity isn't, yes, I mixed in peanut butter with a wooden spoon instead of a a metal spoon into my jelly this morning. I'm a creative person. I'm not looking for that kind of creativity. We're looking for bigger, shall we say, life-changing creativity. Fascinating. Eileen, I want you to tell us a little bit about your travels, because in your bio, I noticed you've done some pretty interesting, I almost want to say crazy I'm using that word with great affection. I hope you know some crazy things around the world. I'm going to go back to Christian and we're going to talk a little more about retreat. So Eileen, where have your travels taken you?
3: Oh, my travels have taken me everywhere since I I first, you know, my very first kind of visit outside of home was I went to Irish College in the West of Ireland. And that was my first taste of freedom. And I remember getting out the window at like three o'clock in the morning and crossing fields Mm -hmm. and, you know, arriving kind of at the this beautiful lake where when the sun was coming up and I thought oh my god it's like I fell in love with the world I thought oh my god this is just amazing so then once I when I was a medical student then all of my summers I was just the first the first place I could go where will I go <laughs> Give me a place on the map so yeah I kind of explored most of the world I've probably been about 50 or 60 countries and I think the world is the most amazing place and i feel so privileged to be living in a time when i have a passport i have freedom to travel and i suppose i have a just a desire just a real curiosity about the world and it just once i started going i just kept going so i've just been i haven't been to everywhere but I've been to so many places and I'm still going, you know, and I'm sure when I hear about Christian's retreats, I'll be thinking, oh, there's a place I haven't been. Eileen,
1: I noticed in your bio, you've ridden an ostrich, you've hypnotized a chicken, you've flown a microlight over Victoria Falls. What in the world is a microlight? Can you tell me, please enlighten me?
3: Well, it's been described as a lawnmower with wings. <laughs> <laughs> You say so. Okay, I want to go to Christian. Christian
1: De La Huerta. <laughs> Christian, have you ever flown a micro light anywhere? And Christian, how many countries have you personally been to, as well as taken your retreats to? Christian,
2: you know that's a great question. I haven't counted how many countries. I know that I'm only missing one state in the U.S. Whoa! I've been to I've been to all continents, but I, I'd have to sit down and add, add up the countries. That's a good good project to do.
1: There you go. What's your favorite place to take people, Christian? If it's not for, let's say, Mary Jones contacts you, uh, Christian De La Huerta, I've heard all about you. I need a retreat. Uh, I'm, I'm 50. I'm getting divorced. My kids are leaving for college. I'm an empty nester. I want to start a new business. My head is in the clouds. I hate my job. I have some little bit of money. Where in the world would you take her, for example, versus where would you, do you ever, you pick the places because it's where you want to go next, Christian. And they say, hey, everybody, I'm trekking to Kilimanjaro and how many people want to sign up for this retreat? So what comes first, what the customer asks for or what you want, Christian?
2: Of course, where I want to go next. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: go ahead. <laughs>
2: but, uh, but I'll tell you one place that I always go to for both reasons that you're asking about, both because it, it re-energizes me and because there's this magic to it that that it's really supportive to to help people go within and to heal, like the land itself helps, and the energy of the land helps people heal. Um, is Hawaii? So I do a retreat in Hawaii every year, mm-hmm. and then I or every other year sometimes, and then I switch, and then I alternate and go to different places like you were talking about: Peru, Egypt, Southern France, etc. Um, there's a magic. In Hawaii, I'm I'm from the Caribbean. I'm I'm Cuban born, so I love the Caribbean. But there's something about the the Hawaiian islands that the minute you land at the airport, even in Honolulu, which is a, a city, that you know they call it the mana, the, the spiritual energy of the land. Um, and then I I don't usually I usually don't even stop in Honolulu. I'll go to one of the smaller islands where where you really can drop in and. Um, Molokai, for example, is like there's no traffic lights. There's one hotel for the for the whole island, maybe three restaurants. So really rustic and really authentic. Um, and so we do a combination of, of going to beautiful beaches and going on amazing waterfall hikes and uh, going to see cliffs, and 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 then we also have time to like I was talking about before to drop in, um, and both do. Profound teachings, like the teachings alone are are life-changing because they they help reframe, like talking about relationships in your example, they help reframe how we approach relationships. So many of us approach relationships thinking that we're gonna find somebody out there that who's gonna make us happy. Mm -hmm. And if if that's how we're approaching them, forget it, right? Forget it, because there isn't anybody out there that's gonna make us happy. And it's not even their job to do so. So how unfair to put that. Responsibility on somebody else, uh, so that's like the starting point. And so, or if we're doing one on personal empowerment, like how do we step into into personal power in a way that's not about hierarchy, control, fear, force, domination? Because the thing is that most of us have an ambivalent relationship with power. We want it, but we're afraid of it, and no wonder because of the way that we've been conditioned you know, that power corrupts and, and other things that have been put into us, but not understanding that that quote originally meant political power. It wasn't, they weren't talking about personal power, interrelational power. Um, and so, so that's the book that I've got coming out in September. It's like, it's, it's the first book of a series. The series is entitled uh, Calling All Heroes. Like what does it mean to live heroically in the 21st century? We don't have the horse hitched outside and the armors and the demons to slay to slay except the ones in our heads. Um, and then this first book is on awakening the soul of power. So I, again, how do we unleash, identify, uncover that power in us and, and step into it in a way that's not harmful. Uh, and that doesn't squelch anybody else's power either.
1: Fascinating. So just take me through briefly. I want to get both of you into this conversation, but I'm curious, Christian. Uh, Let's say it's a five-day retreat. And what would be the – you can just – I'm just going to throw a couple questions at you just to construct Mm. how this gets put together. Uh, You're going to Hawaii. It's your annual trip, your track, your journey, voyage, whatever you want to call it. And you're looking for a group to go with you. So don't, you don't need to tell me where you advertise or that kind of thing. But how many people would be the optimal maximum people for you to have with you on that trip to Hawaii?
2: Well, we keep the groups manageable, right? We, don't, we Because after a certain number, you, it, you kind of lose intimacy and the dynamics change. So 15 to 20 is usually the, the number that we, that we take.
1: Wow. And you say we, how many people are on your staff?
2: it's, it's, it's me facilitating them, but I usually have, um, I do have a, a, an admin admin assistant slash business manager who works with me virtually. So she manages a lot of the, 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 you know, the business part of it, the technical part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but she doesn't tend to come with me. I'll usually bring maybe, um, somebody uh, like a breathwork assistant or somebody who's going to teach yoga perhaps, um, to add a little variety and, and, and create more experiences for people.
1: Okay. That, that sounds like quite a, quite a lot of people. I thought you were going to say five or six or eight people max. I'm very intrigued. Second question. And then we'll, I'll bring Eileen back in Uh, Christian. Would a typical day be everybody having breakfast together, for example, and then going on a waterfall hike, perhaps on any day in that when that comes into your schedule and then a, a teaching experience where you what do you lecture? Is it virtual? Uh, is it a slideshow? Is it everybody sitting on a rock on the side of a beautiful mountain and with their their cell phones taking pictures of you speaking or recording you? Just I just want a little taste, a little little taste of how a day would work in a retreat that included a teaching experience, Christian?
2: So the short answer is yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> all of the, all of the
2: above. <laughs> I, I asked for that one. <laughs> we do we do have all the meals together. Yeah, um, and then we have. I always build in free time, especially when we go to a place like like Hawaii, so people can go to the beach or, or sit by the pool or go on a hike on their own. And, and because we're diving deep, you know, we're doing deep transformational healing work. Um, it's good to have a little bit off time too for people to integrate whatever's coming up. And and whatever realizations they're having or whatever memories are coming up for them. Um, So it's it's a balance of that. So we do have formal teaching sessions, which it's a combination of me teaching and sharing information and and models of understanding how the mind works, uh, the structure of relationships, how to approach relationships consciously, or talk about how to approach power differently, Mm -hmm. um, or talk about life purpose, whatever the theme of the retreat may be. And then a lot of back and forth, question and answer, dialogue. Um, so people learn from each other too. You know, people who come to the retreats already have their own wisdom. We all carry that wisdom inside of us. How, on the surface, it is is a different question, right? Yes. Because we, we allow ourselves to get distracted and suppress it, and and, um, and play small in life rather than really step into our our bigness and our authenticity and what we're here for.
1: Playing small, that's an interesting phrase. Let's let's talk about authenticity and being real. Eileen, I am so happy that you sent me an example of one of your diaries. And I'm looking at, you have quotes in the pages. We'll talk a little bit about the structure and you can explain a little bit to my listeners. But uh, you have here, this is interesting. A quote from Stephen Covey on this one, Trust is the glue of life. It is the most essential ingredient in effective communication It is a foundational principle that holds all relationships. And then you say bucket list for July, nurturing month. I like that. I'll tell you my theory about bucket list. And then you have a quote from H. Jackson Brown, which is very appropriate. Make allowances for your friends' imperfections as readily as you do for your own. That's a little bit like the golden rule, I think, right? So Eileen, talk to me. How do you pick what Quote is going to be and what image and what colors are going to be. You're, in a way, I'm going to compare what you're doing to Christian. You're not taking people on a physical journey. You're taking them on a, a journey of page by page with your colors and your designs and your inspirational words. So take us through the trek to July. This bucket list. How did you come up with this, Eileen?
3: Well, like you say, it's you know it's day by day. You know we live life day by day. And uh, when I use a a diary, it's every day. And sometimes, you know, how we face the day is dependent maybe on, you know, any conversation that we've had or something that we've heard. You know, you can hear some stuff on the radio and then your day is a certain way or you hear a tune in the morning the something and your day is a certain day. So we kind of thought maybe we could be a little bit more prescriptive about the day so put something in that might be a little bit more as Christian says a bit more empowering Mm -hmm. where people might feel this is a really good idea to take the day you know and even myself as I said when I was using it I would always check what was the day's quote and that day's quote then would kind of sustain me through the day so when I'm putting quotes and I'm looking for quotes to put in the diary I'm always looking for what was something that would really really like fit for the majority of people like it's not that they're exclusively but they're they're kind of like they're they're wise and they they have a ring of truth in them so people can recognize actually this is a what I call like a truism you know like anybody anywhere would have to agree with that <laughs> I think I try and have it you know it's not like that it's my opinion and um, I suppose I'm just always you know, looking out for or listening, you know, for what kind of words and phrases really encourage people, empower people, inspire people, like what are those just small sentences It only takes something small to hear something, you know, one word of encouragement or something, and that might just change the whole course of your day. So it's almost like you can create your day. We actually have it written on the front of the book, actually, it calls forgive the past, live the present, create the future. And it's like actually you can really create your day if you kind of have a really good sentence going into the day. <laughs> so just kind of keep it like a s- simple like that. And then when it comes to say, I have a you know, my designer, I actually give her the words. So I just get the words. I don't actually put the images with the words. She then puts the images with the words. And she's just amazing how she can actually do that. And then just as a kind of an aside, I wanted to do one for teenagers. We did one for one people for young people. I had it in my head for a long time. It's like, how am I going to communicate with young people? Like what kind of images do young people kind of, you know, what do they relate to? Like I'm, I'm long past being a young person. And uh, I was just at an event and I saw these cards and I thought, Oh my God, the characters on those cards, that's perfect. So I went to the, And I said, who does those cards? I need to know that guy. They said, oh yeah, that's that guy down there. He does those. (laughs) And uh, ended up anyway. And then I could send him the quote and he just managed, talk about being creative. He could just actually manage to draw what the meaning was in that particular quote. Such a talent. It was incredible, you know, because like a picture speaks a thousand words. And when you have this picture and the words that creates something extra how people, you know, view it. So you have an image and you've got the words and then off you go again. So everything is positive. Everything is colorful. Everything is just, uh, anyway, that's what I I love. I love it. And I love to see them You know, as the diaries are getting created back and forth. I just see this creation coming alive. I just love it. It's really a team effort from what you're telling me,
1: Ali. And I'm on this particular page and you've got a gluten-free dairy, egg, and gluten-free chocolate mousse recipe from Mama Ray. And instead of saying ingredients and instructions, it says what you will need. And then it says the how-to part. How yeah. cool is that? The how-to part. Yeah. How, how do, I do I make course. the recipe? How do I make it? Yeah. <laughs> secrets from Mama Ray's kitchen. This is really cool. So do you, you request or do you
3: solicit recipes
1: from people or is this whatever you find personally?
3: Well, it's interesting, but I was actually on a speaking of retreats. I actually went on a writing retreat to Australia, and uh, the I was writing a book, and it was really good to go to a retreat where you can get some support in doing that. And on that retreat was Mama Ray, <laughs> and Mama Ray was feeding us with all these amazing um, recipes. And I thought, Oh, Mama Ray, would you mind giving me some of your recipes for my diary? And she said, No problem. <laughs>
1: How absolutely lovely. I have to tell, cool. I, I am so happy that I'm able to
3: see Christian De La
1: Huerta and Eileen Forrestal on Zoom here. And I happen to be looking at the July issue edition for busy women. And mm-hmm. I'm seeing these lovely pictures. The typeface, it's it's a almost a salmony orange outlined and a very fanciful typeface with white. And then you have a picture of it. Looks like two little, I don't know what they are. Co- koalas or some some ethereal looking animal hugging each other and then there's a teacup with little yellow polka dots on it and then i see a bluebird sitting on top of a rose on the shoulder of a lovely young woman who is holding a baby and there's a heart coming from the baby to the mother and it's beautiful there were flowers floating everywhere butterflies it's so question eileen is this diary, this particular one is for busy women. Do you have, da 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 do you have diaries for men too?
3: Sort of, but not really. Um, I've also been to an entrepreneur retreat where I was learning how to be an entrepreneur because, you know, you don't get much training in business when you're in medical school. <laughs> and uh, so it was an entrepreneur retreat and uh, it was in Bali. And uh, we actually produced uh, what we call a genius journal. So uh, it was kind of getting connected. It was about uh, getting connected to your, what kind of genius are you? You know, Based on that Albert Einstein quote that says, everyone is a genius, but if you judge a fish and its ability to climb a tree, it will spend its whole life believing it's stupid. So this particular group, anyway, this particular group of entrepreneurs have based a whole um, kind of just a whole learning platform learning network based on this theory. So we produced the Genius Journal and that's very much kind of geared at it, because it's a man that was actually doing it, Roger mm-hmm. Hamilton. Um, it's it's definitely got more of the the man um, input into it. It isn't quite as colourful or as pink or as glitzy, but it's still the same basic template and the same kind of, as again, truisms and a little bit more about maybe leadership and partnership and collaboration and business and what's effective in business and team and how teams function together and how you get the best out of people that you're working with and all that kind of thing. Because I think the world of entrepreneurship, I think we need to learn a little bit differently as to how we are you know, creating jobs for ourselves and how we're creating teams and uh, how we can then deal with some of the big problems that maybe governments are a bit slow to deal with. <laughs> if, o-
1: so. if only, I'll say that. Let me, let me get all three of us together here. We're on, on gallery view now. I am recording the video, even though we're only speaking over the radio on audio. Christian, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask the question to Eileen next as i'm speaking to each of you i'm hearing that creativity seems to be something that's that it's your life it's your passion where can i take people how can i design a worthwhile retreat how can i take my experiences this is for christian and and find a way to share them to teach them to impart them to convey them to inspire people to to inno- to empower people to get them excited or just make them think about doing something different. And with Eileen, you go on a retreat, you walk into a place, you say, oh, that's a good idea. And what kind of recipes can I put in? And what kinds of, how can I work with the designer? I'm giving them what kind of quotes do I want? And what can I imagine that the designer will come up with to illustrate the quotes that you, Eileen, the, the basically d- the journal uh, guide, journal, creator journal, business person, journal guide you came up with. So my question for you, Christian is do, when you wake up in the morning, any particular morning, whether it's on a retreat or you're designing or you're just having an ordinary day, do you wake up and say, I know I am a creative person. I know that there are no limits to what, where I can allow myself to think. I know that, I'm contributing to the world in ways that maybe people never thought of before. And if this is something that's been done, my way will be unique for me and the people I interface with, interact with. Christian, do you have that sense of I'm a creative person and this or is it just in the fabric and you don't think about? It? I'm looking to to pull that word of creativity out of you. So Christian, humor me, please.
2: <laughs> you know, I don't wake up thinking that and affirming that, but I but I live that way. Mm-hmm. So so I would say like we're that. Like, yes, to all the ways that you describe, which do take creativity, as well as writing a book, you know, which takes a lot of creativity. Or now having to create, to pivot and create online programming. Uh, but I, if I had to choose, like, the one way in which creativity most profoundly expresses itself through me or in me is when I'm in a retreat and I'm working with a group of individuals is having that ability or the presence, I think it's what it takes, Mm -hmm. to be so intimately present with another being that you get to really get them and you cut through the BS and all the conditioning and all the limiting thoughts and all the ways that, that they have been wounded and all the ways in which they have been playing small, as we were talking about before, and help them see themselves as the amazing, stunning, creative, powerful human beings that they really are. Um, and that's where I'd say that's where I would say that it's my greatest contribution in helping helping people discover that who they really are um, and stepping into that. And what it takes is presence. Right? It's it's like when I'm when I'm in a retreat. It's like I, it doesn't matter what what's going on in the world, what's going on in my life. I bring myself a hundred percent hundred percent fully present with that one person that I might be interacting with and at the same time extending my awareness to include everybody else's in the group on what's going on with them so it's exciting and it's amazing and it's powerful and there's a price to pay right because I'm so present for like three days or a week that on the other side of it I need a couple of days of downtime where I don't want to talk to anybody I don't want (laughs) to read I just want to like a couple of days of recovery.
1: <laughs> reality check. We just had the reality It's hard work being present and being creative all the time and, and doing for other people. You, you need that time for you. Eileen, I want to make sure we get time for you. We, we have a little bit left. Eileen, do you wake up in the morning and say, I am a creative human being. I am going to go out and discover new ways to make my diaries and my journals more exciting and more interesting for this this demographic and for this group and and maybe I could do it a little differently and I think I'll schedule a, a Retreat for people who have uh, three-legged puppies who might need a little extra Inspiration because they're managing a unique lifestyle for a pet that is not the way pets should be they can't play I'm making this up Eileen forgive me But the point is you th- you come up with new ways you wake up and say I'm a creative person today I'm going to create or like Christian.
3: Is it just there? I think it's just there I think, you know, we wake up in the morning, you know, we've been waking up every morning for, you know, a number of years. Uh, I think the years that I woke up, you know, going to school (laughs) where a lot of creativity gets beaten out of you. (laughs) You know, you're told you're a daydreamer or something. So I think really, as you maybe as you get a little bit older and a bit wiser and a bit more kind of less concerned about what people think, Mm -hmm. then natural creativity can actually click in. So, you know, and again, I think like Christian said, you know, we've a lot of things kind of, you know, told to us that you're not and you're not and you're not, whereas perhaps you are, you're your own unique brand, brand or blend of creativity and just being free to kind of express that. And I think, you know, what Christian is saying, actually, when you can go to some place where you can just get connected, like sometimes, you know. Sometimes your head can be very creative, but you can create as much mischief in there as you can, you know, something concrete. So, you know, if you can kind of harness it to create what you want to create, then you won't be creating all the, as I say, the trouble and the mischief and whatever. So it's really kind of get it, get it kind of focused into something that really does kind of represent maybe who you are or what you actually want to contribute. And I think, you know, certainly being in a space where you can, you know, walk and get Grounded, like to the earth, you know that <laughs> you are this kind of human being, like walking the earth, and you have lots of ideas. And how do you connect the two of them? So, you know, you have like, how do we use the body that we have to kind of bring a lot of the stuff in our heads into, you know, when you're creating a cushion or you're creating a lamp or you're an, or, you know, a piece of art or a book or whatever, you know. But it's like it's all there. Everything that ever existed in the world came from somebody's idea. So. It's just allowing yourself to have the ideas and then think, gosh, I wonder, you know, would that actually be of interest to anybody or would that be of service to anybody or would that, you know, be cool? Or or would that just be something that life doesn't want to do when I'm here because I'll be a long time dead. And, you know, I just go do it. Thank you. Very, very interesting
1: answers from both of you. Um, I discovered drumming about a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Just, I just started taking drum lessons just because I don't know why. And i from. I have my own open mic group, which is on hold because of COVID, and I'm in a 12-piece rock and roll band. I have my own Latin music band. We're now playing mm. in my garage once a week. We're actually doing that risk. We all live in a, here in this 55-plus community, and I started painting. Christian, uh, I was telling Eileen, I start. I bought a, a painting kit at Michael's when I moved here to Durham. I have no idea why other than it was in the sale flyer, and it was something like 69 bucks, and it's this whole portfolio with pastels and watercolors and acrylics and brushes and, and uh, uh, sets of paper and, and a couple of sample canvases and all kinds of things you need to paint in a, an instruction book. And I put it away for over a year, put it in the closet. And one day I woke up and it started saying to me, go get the damn painting kit out of the closet. And it took another two weeks till I actually went in that room and I got it out and I put it in the kitchen, great big center Island. And I I put it in the kitchen. I left it there for another couple of weeks. And then a couple of weeks I woke up and I said, today's the day and I opened it up and I read the book and I said, that's nice. And I closed it up. And a couple of weeks later I started painting, not on canvases, but on, on paper, shiny paper and textured paper with watercolors. It wasn't very successful, but it was fun. And then I, So they had a sale at Michael's, 70% off, and I went and filled an entire shopping cart with canvases. I have no idea what I bought. 12 by 16s, 14 by 14s, 12 by 20s. I don't know what I bought. I bought almost $200 worth of canvases for $73, including more brushes and paints and glitter. And I came home and I let it sit there for another couple of weeks. And then I started painting with a vengeance. I have about Fifty five paintings in my home now and I am using almost every it's a big house wall space everywhere from my own gallery I don't frame them. Sometimes I put just a uh, some fabric edging around them or I just draw a line around them But I lean to your point I don't think what will I draw now? So does I say up till three in the morning painting because COVID I, I work from home anyway as a broadcaster, but I can't go places that I used to, to go This has to be my creative outlet my my amusement if you will my relief and I, I look at the canvas and I said, what am I going to do with this canvas? I don't answer that question. I let the brush tell me. Which brush? Am I going to pick up a square brush or a round brush? A thick brush or a thin brush? A long one or a short one? What will I do? Which color? Will I do acrylics? Will I do tube watercolors? Will I do water watercolors? What color will I start with? Will I draw lines with a fine marker and a ruler to block out spaces and then fill the spaces? I, I have realized that I don't know if this is creative or this is just a waste of time, but I'm having a blast. And I look at these paintings, collages. I cut out pictures from packages. I had made jello and I cut out the picture of the jello. I have foil packages with foil on the inside and I clean them off. I make little circles to paste onto. I use costume jewelry that I don't need anymore, mismatched earrings, and I put them through the canvas and make them part of a, a building or a person's face and do caricatures. But it just is there. I don't think about it. Kristen, talk to me. Is this anything you recognize?
2: Of course. I think I think it's beautiful. I think that's your relationship to creativity, which is really your relationship to life. And so, and, and the same way that Eileen, you know, just life presented her this opportunity, mm-hmm. the door open and say, "Hey, you wanna you wanna play with me in in, in this sandbox?" And she said yes. Right. Yeah same thing that's what that creativity that's in us that that is part of life that beckons us that calls us and that drove you to pick up a set of drums like who knows how that came about or like get up one day and 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 decide yeah, I'm going to start painting like having had no training or education and and it's your willingness to respond to that rather than, rather than listening to that mind that'll tell you so, who mm-hmm. do you think you are to paint you yes. never went to school for it or you, you don't, you're not talented, right? All the ways that we have been conditioned yes. and, and you didn't listen to that. Either one of you do. And you just said, like could have said, what do I know about publishing? Mm-hmm. diaries?" But no, we listened to you. Both listened to that deeper part yes. and you said yes. And you took one step and then life responds, right? And then we take another step and life responds. is like that scene from Indiana Jones. And I forget which one it was where he's, I guess the Holy grail where he's, he's standing on this side of a cliff and like, it's a deep endless chasm on the other side of which are all the chalices. And it's not until he reads his map and listens to the, to, to makes the connection also creatively intuitively that he realizes that it's not until he takes a step into the void that the stone shows up to meet Mm -hmm. his. And that's what you did, right? You, you said, yes. And you went to Michael, Michael's and you came back with a bunch of canvases not knowing what you were going to do. No clue. And then it becomes this dance with, yeah. with the medium and the canvas. And and they do speak with you. They do.
1: They do. And some of my, my paintings are so complex. They have so many things. If you're looking, Christian and Eileen, look at my background. I'm going to duck. Do you see the painting behind? Not the caricature, but the painting. That is one of my cities with glitter, and I had the art department at the radio station add the lips. For oh, I lips. see that. But I that, see can that. Can you see the things hanging? Those are real earrings hanging on that painting that are pierced right through the canvas and put on with an earring back. So that, I love that. Thank you, and I, I put it in Photoshop after I, I, I took a picture, and I put a, a little bit of a gradated wash over it. I wanted a slightly different tone, and I sent this to the artist at the radio station I said please work with this as the background for my my new show and that's what we came up with so it's just uh, it's amazing and yesterday I had some spare time like who doesn't on a weekend with no place to go and I took all of the pastel paintings and I hung a dozen of them in my office that would go with the the rose-colored walls and the white wall on the front and the pretty curtains and this is this is my cave this is where I do all my broadcasting and I'm now looking at my art that I chose. It's like I went shopping in my own art gallery and I, oh, I'll buy that one. Oh, I'll buy, oh, that one would look good next to that. And they're all over the walls where I can see them left, right. And and I'm even happier now because I have to go look at other parts of the house and now they're here with me so many hours a day. But I want to share that with you because it's been an interesting journey. I did write a couple of romantic comedy plays and my listeners are tired of me hearing hearing me talk about it. But I just said, I'd like to write a play i have a lot of experience i went and downloaded playwriting 101 it was a template with the right spacing and the right font and the right size and the right organization and i wrote three plays and produced them for my tv shows and used community actors community theater actors on long island new york where i I live most of my, my life uh to to act out my plays and recorded them and put them on my tv series I had no clue. Eileen, what did I know about writing a romantic comedy? What did I know about dialogue? Christian, absolutely friggin' nothing. Mm-hmm. And I read them once in a while, or I hand them to people when I do a cold, uh, what I call a cold salon, cold reading, where we take scripts and people spend three minutes looking at them, pick one, and then they act it out. And I laugh at my own plays because they're really, really, really funny. <laughs> and I say, who wrote that? No kidding. Me? That's mine. This, to me, Christian, and, and Eileen, this is one of the joys, I think, of looking at what you've done that you didn't plan to do. You didn't have the skills that you didn't have training. Christian, you probably look at some of your retreats and say, damn, that was good, or darn, they really enjoyed it, or wow, I really got people to open up and ground themselves. And, and Eileen, you probably look at these diaries and say, well, if I was just a customer using these, I'd be really, really happy to use them. And did I design that? Did I write that? So we just have a couple of minutes left. Christian, let me start with you. Any advice for, oh, this is going to sound terrible, how a ordinary, normal person who doesn't think they can paint or draw or dance or cook or sing or do poetry or anything like that, which we would call the creatives, how they can allow that to come out, even if they've never done it and not care what, the world thinks of it or them. Christian, let's get a couple of minutes from you, actually a minute and a half from you and a minute and a half from Eileen and then we'll start to wrap up. Christian, what's your advice? Just
2: cut it out, right? <laughs> cut out the, cut it out the, the negative talk <laughs> and the limited thinking and and go for it like carpe diem, seize the day, seize the moment. And and the way that that you're talking about your experience of allowing that creative flow to go through you and express itself through you, thats we all have access to that. And it's going to look different for each of us. And and what if we we couldn't mess it up? Yes. What, if, what,
1: what if, if, if we couldn't mess it? You said it. You said yeah. it. No judge, no jury, no criticism. What if we couldn't mess it up and it just made us think or feel good or realize something about ourselves?
2: Exactly.
3: I like that. Eileen, what's your thought about that advice? Well, I think you said it yourself, actually, it's fun. You play with it. And it actually, there's a little bit of joy in there. You want to allow yourself to have a little bit of joy. It doesn't have to be hard work. We're not supposed to necessarily, I know I'm Catholic, but really we're not supposed to suffer in this life. <laughs> it shouldn't be a permanent state. <laughs> we should be you know, able to connect with really what we were like when we were a lot younger and there was a lot more freedom just to explore stuff and try it out. And not be so caught up with, oh, what if it doesn't, you know, work the way it's, you know, blah, blah. It's like just, you know, play, go play, play in the sandbox. I think Christian that we said, go play in the sandbox and a bigger sandbox and then find another sandbox and go play in that. Just play. Absolutely. That, that's an interesting
1: concept. I really wanted my own band and I've been playing with this rock and roll and blues band and I I, I couldn't figure out what to do. And one morning <laughs> I woke up and I said. Latin music, dance, party band. That's it. I called a couple people here in the community. I said, what do you think? A week later, there's five guys in my living room, a couple of guitar players, a bass player, a conga player, a singer, a trumpet. One of them does half of those instruments. And we formed the band. And I wanted to call it something with salsa. And they said, "Nah, salsa is what you eat with chips. I said, but salsa is lat- I'm a lot. I used to teach dancing to thousands of people. And I love Latin dancing. Nah, it reminds me of food. So I talked to somebody else. And they said, what about something with mango? I said, what kind of mango? Well, is there something like Red Mango Salsa? Skip the word salsa and use mango. So I came up with the name Red's Hot Mango, and that's my band. (laughs) It's a ride, except everybody in the community think that my lead singer, it's his band because he's Latino. So they say, oh, I hear you're in Tito's band. I said, no, I don't think so. I think he's in my band. It's Re- really hard to get accepted some places, Eileen, as a creative woman. What can I tell you? Uh, we're just about out of time. We actually have let's see, two minutes till close. Josh is our engineer, and I want to say thank you, Josh, for being there always and making sure we sound good. And thank you to my as expert guests, my lovely people, my creatives. It it just has changed the whole flavor of the show, being able to see my guests, even on the business shows that. Warmth I some people like to sit back and talk with it Some people walk around the room with a headset and some people are sitting there like this and some people talk with their hands And it's all Eileen is leaning on her hand like this with her pretty red glasses Christian is in front of this magnificent peacock design and there's a candle and some looks like an egyptian Head behind him on a a table Very elegant background and i've got mine and it's just it just is a a nice thing. So I say thank you I'm not going to say thank you to pandemic. I didn't say that. Thank you to for giving me the idea of going on Zoom and having a more personal experience on radio. So I'm going to say, I think, Josh, what do we have? 30 seconds left? Josh, give me a sign here. One minute till a whole minute. You know what a minute is in radio? You can overwhelm, you can excite, you can bore, you can do whatever you want with a minute. And I'm just going to run the clock. Eileen Forrestal, thank you for staying up so late in Ireland to be with us. Christian De La Huerta, it's been a real joy getting to know both of you. I am a fan of both of you because I see you each as no boundaries, no shackles, no blinders on. Whether you acknowledge it or not, you wake up and you say, today's a day and I'm going to do something that I've never done and maybe that no one else has ever done. On that note, this is AKA Radio Red saying thank you for listening. Again, shout out to LLL, lovely, lanky, Laura Legs, our most loyal listener in New York. And everybody be well, be safe, be happy. Don't get, get crazy about going out to places without a mask please stay safe we're going to see a surge we're already seeing it and i want you all to be safe and around for the next show so we'll see you next monday right here on read my lips eileen Forrestal wave goodbye christian de la huerta wave goodbye ak radio red saying bye-bye
0: thanks again for tuning in to read my lips radio presented by the voice america variety channel Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host a.k.a. Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.